What's up, guys? What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Majeen Malika. And your player partner, MJ. And this is episode number 38 of Everything Is... Bullshit! So what's good, guys? We are back with another episode. We are back. So, you know, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. You know, MJ, how are you doing? You know, I'm maintaining. Maintaining, not complaining. You know it. I feel you. So, like, I mean, like, what's up? What's, you know, going on in your world? Anything new? Nothing. Just, you know, working, surviving, living, you know, being black and proud. Being black and proud. Exactly. I know that's right. Well, you know, a little bit of the same thing. Um, the only new thing that I added to my regime. Regime? Regimen. Regime. <laughs> regime. <laughs> what the hell is that? Really? Regime. <laughs> Anyways, my <laughs> regimen. Um, you know... Like how you know, guys, I have been reading this year. That's been one of my things that I want to like read more oh, and things like that. Big. Don't. <laughs> please don't. Okay. The kid is highly educated, never faded. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yes. All right. So I started off reading Michelle Obama's book, um, which was fantastic. Um, but I got kind of bored. I'm literally almost at the end, but I, I just really got kind of bored. It was kind of like redundant. So I was like, you know, let me just, you know, shake it up a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, um, I guess, what's what I'm using for? Um, I guess in the same breath, you know, since I wanted to shake it up a bit, I started to read Charlemagne's Shook One. Shook. And, um, that's his newest book that he has out. Um, it came after Black Privilege. And I haven't read Black Privilege yet. I wanted to read Shook One because it's about mental health and anxiety and PTSD and the Black experience in America and how it causes anxiety, PTSD, blah, 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 or whatever. So I was just like, you know what? Let me let me take a little look-see at this. And it's so, so, so good. So just let you guys know. It's a good read. If you want something else to read, if you haven't read it, definitely read Charlemagne the God. Shook one. It's found everywhere. Literally, you can find it everywhere. It's not that expensive. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get into our weekend review. So we got a lot of things that happen. Um, Black Ink Crew Chicago is back, guys. And I am so excited because literally it's probably one of my favorite VH1 reality shows, especially this city. Um, because, you know, New York is cool. It's the original one. I love it. But I love Chicago. And why, you ask? Well, it's because it's aesthetically pleasing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but they don't be doing no tattoos, man. Like, Do, do they do drama. tattoos in New York, though? It's all drama. Do they do tattoos you know? in New York, though? Like, but, but like... <laughs> do they do tattoos in New York, though? They do. But do they every, do tattoos they, in New York, though? They do though? more than, than they do in Chicago, though. Chicago stay tattooing. They, they have more tattoo artists actually working than uh, New York. Now they do, but... You know, the original cast, they don't be tattooing. Man, whatever. I, I I I can attest to yes, both cities, they're more about the drama, of course, first, and then a little tattoo here and there. But I really do firmly believe that like Chicago, they're like it's just better. Like they look better, like I like them, they're so cute or whatever. But anyways, I gotta get into the first episode. It was fantastic to me. MJ, I know you watch it as well, so you can certainly share your thoughts on it. So this is probably going to be a little bit of a, a spoiler alert, but um, Ryan Henry, you know, I got to talk about Mr. Ryan Henry and his relationship with his old crew, business and personal. So on the personal side, it seems like he's cool with everyone, but on the business side, he is really, really about his business this time. Is like he? he is, like he. We'll see. 
Like, he is, you know, rubbing his friends the wrong way because he is that much about his business. So, I mean, I don't know, like, for he, you know, calls Ryan his brother, and, you know, Ryan calls for his brother. And, you know, for he was hardcore tripping when Ryan made him sign a contract to give him to give him a percentage to work in the shop. So, I mean, is it cool to do business with friends and family? Well, I think that, I mean, it just depends. Like, a lot of times you can't separate business with family and friends. And some people can do it, but it just, I think it just depends on that particular person. Right. Um, But it's hard, like, when you are doing business with your family family and or friends. Right. And then you are... Just how Ryan did when they when they were all you know personal and nothing was really on the business tip, right? And then now he's trying to switch it to let me just keep this business and personal will be separate, right? I think it's hard to do that, go back um, because people like are, so you got to lay the foundation first, exactly, exactly, and people are going to be in their feelings like a uh, four was he show was honey. about that contract and see and and that's why you have you do have to lay the the foundation first and make sure that they know that it is business but he didn't do that he did it all wrong you're right you're you right know? well i guess we'll just see what this season brings i know i'm definitely excited i love me some black ink crew chicago i love me some charmaine so i just really want to see you know what happens so next up, KFC is officially losing their damn mind or the world is just truly fat as fuck. And the reason why I say that is because KFC officially introduced a new line of fried chicken. And when I say fried chicken, I'm talking about fried chicken skins. Like, yes, yeah. you can get their crunchy chicken skin in a bucket with sides and dipping sauce yeah. for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, look, is is this good or is this just KFC being extra? Or is this just plain nasty? It's disgusting. And listen, they need to stop. Like, listen. that's disgusting. That is so disgusting. I do so, not want that. I do not want that. I mean, that. I don't eat at KFC anyway. But, Neither do I. But, like, that's disgusting. Absolutely not. Is, and, is, are people really out there buying that? So, the thing is, it was just, or it's been piloted, ugh, piloted, excuse me, in five stores in Indonesia. So they're trying to see how it does over there. And if it does, well, they're going to, you know, bring it to other places that KFC locations are at. However, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not here for KFC, so they can do whatever they want. Honestly, I'm not here for them at all. I'm definitely not, especially with those damn commercials with the plantation owner on it. You know, like I just hate their freaking commercials. Uh, You know, just stop. Mm, just that okay well next up so are you thinking about making a career change are you looking for something fun and exciting well the drug game is always hiring so this week police found more than two thousand pounds of cocaine hidden in rocks like literal rocks from the ground you throw it into the ocean rocks listen so they found two thousand pounds of cocaine in rocks and it was found in Madrid, and literally the only way to get the rocks out was by using a hammer to, like, hammer the rocks apart to make smaller rocks. And then the cocaine packs were inside there. Wow. Listen, like, <laughs> listen. They're getting inventive. Getting inventive. Drug dealers have been inventive. I like, know, when I tell right? you like, I that those are some of the name. smartest people in the room. because I'm just about that. Listen, like, when I tell you never, I would never thought about that. Like... The, the drug business is just, it's so lucrative, number one. Number two, whoever did this is inventive as fuck. But you know what? Like, it's not real. really new. 
if you think about it, because if you think about you can go to a store and buy a rock and put your key in the rock and put it outside your door, you know, just put, so it's <gasps> not really an inventive, smart. it's not, it's not really a new thing. Well, that's new to me because I didn't even know that you can go to the store and buy a rock and put your key inside the rock. Yeah. Just like, you know, if you have children or, or you have a friend that's coming over right, and they left and, their key or they don't have a key or whatever and you right. want to give them a key, you know, you just put a fake rock out there and put the key underneath it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it on TV. I've never seen it in real life. Wow. Yeah. I, I've, I've never seen that ever, but that's something to know. Yeah. Um, well, don't come over to my place because I won't have any rocks outside. So um, no keys hidden in there, folks. But um, oh. literally, guys, like, this is crazy. Like, for me, this was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe they're moving weight in actual, like, rocks. weighted rocks, you know? Right, like, it's right, crazy. Right. But, look, this can never be me because I can't have this type of, you know, excitement. Like, it's way too much excitement. Like, you know, getting shot, jail time, paranoia. PTSD type of excitement. So, uh, no, I'm good off of that. But the innovation is key, and that is what I'm highlighting. So, yeah. good job, guys, with the innovation. Keep coming through. You know it. Keep coming through. So, up next, we have to talk about the homie, Jesse. Oh, God. <sighs> so, Jesse, go away. No. <laughs> Okay, okay. So apparently okay, not he's not going to be away. apparently he's not going to be on the last season of Empire. Okay. Um because of the, you know, who staged really attack. Empire. Well, I am right here with you. I I don't know who watches Empire. Um I honestly. Know. I stopped after like the second season. I stopped after the first. I'm not even going to lie to you like maybe or you know what? Yeah, because I didn't see the whole second season through. Like I got through like one and a half seasons. So I'm right there with you, but my thing is like if we can backtrack, so do we believe Jesse or no? Because he's maintained his whole innocence this whole time. And you know this country has a good track record of making black folks innocent. I mean, I'm sorry, guilty when they're innocent. Well, I believe him. I, I, and, and the reason is, is because I just don't, I can't see someone making all that shit up. I can't see a black person making all that exactly. up. That's what I'm and saying, a black person. That, like, I, I mean, I don't trust the police anyway. But Chicago PD, they're really bad. They so, are. You know, PD like, period are bad. They, they make up a lot of bullshit, you know. So, um, yeah, I believe Jesse. So do I. Hopefully, Jesse, I mean, just stay strong, maintain your innocence, and the people who know and love you, they'll give you some more work, and you won't be out of work. So right. just keep your head up. Um, and, you know, we just want to end things on a great note. So a big congrats to Rock Nation because Jay is officially the first hip-hop billionaire right. and Rihanna is now the highest paid female musician. Listen, oh, gosh, like this just fills my heart with so much joy. Number one, I knew Rihanna was going to do this shit whenever she started her makeup. Because, listen, when Man. I tell you Fenty, first off, that's all I wear, all Fenty stuff. For the most part, I'm just trying to get rid of my old makeup because I don't want to throw it away because I already bought all that stuff before I started using Fenty stuff. So I just have to get through that shit. But, like, I mean, slowly but surely, like, my Fenty, like, like just, just don't even get me started. Like, my whole Fenty situation is, like, heavy. And I'm just, like, she has that. And then, of course, she has the lingerie, which I'm still indifferent about. Um, I thought like it's okay. Uh, she has a clothing line. I think so because I think I saw some clothes. Yeah, she has a she has a high end clothing line. That she sure does. She sure does. She sure does. Now see, I'm definitely here for that. Can I afford it, Rihanna? I'm not sure. However, I definitely can afford your makeup. But 
sorry, I'm going on a tangent. At the end of the day, I knew that shit was going to happen for her because makeup is very lucrative. And the thing is, is that she's making money while she's sleeping as opposed to going to do concerts and shows and music videos as a musician. This is honestly the best power move that she could have done. And for her to surpass Beyonce and Beyonce, she's out here doing full-blown shows, attacking Coachella's, doing documentaries, all this stuff or whatever. And she's still not as high paid as Rihanna. Rihanna hasn't done anything like, um, I guess, in respect to her craft that she was founded on. Yeah, bro, Beyonce, stop selling that damn Ivy Park and make that shit pretty. Like, just put your name on it, Beyonce. Not, like, literally put your name on it, but, it, like, it needs to be Ivy Park by Beyonce. And let somebody else completely do all of the styling, all of the stuff, because I don't know who your design team is. And, like, I mean, no, for real, like, House of Darion was House of Dookie, okay? Oh I'm so Lord. sorry. Like, it really, really was. It was terrible. And I know that was probably Miss Tina. And I know, you know, I love me some Miss Tina, but Miss Tina, sit down. You, you are very rich. Just relax. Let somebody else design it, but put your name on it. You know, I know you probably want to be involved, but just, you know, be involved by putting the money for it. Be that as it may, good job, Bree. Congratulations. And of course, Jay-Z, he's been talking about being a billionaire for like forever. And he did it. Yep. He did that shit. So yeah, congrats to both of the homies. Absolutely. Well, guys, that was our week in review. Now we're going to go ahead and get into a more serious topic. Um, we're, you know, going to talk about, um, what is it called? Uh, when They See Us. So When They See Us, um, it was a movie by Ava, I can never say her last Duvenay. name. Duvenay. Ava Duvenay. And it highlights the Central Park Five. So we're going to get into that and some more shit coming up next, guys. guys so we are back and before we left we said that we were going to be talking about when they see us and when we left I did say it was a movie but apologies guys I got that wrong it's not a movie um it is like a mini series so right. there's like four episodes I believe or maybe five episodes mm -hmm. of that mini series and it just um it's it, it's really it's a really good story it's a very tragic yet triumphant story of five young black boys in the inner city of New York um, who were falsely accused of raping and brutally beating a white woman who was jogging in Central Park. Right. So this miniseries, um, it just tells their individual stories as well as their stories um, as a group mm -hmm. um, because they grouped them all together as the Central Park Five, which was basically dubbed as young black teens who are wilding um and just <laughs> causing havoc and um that they yeah raped and almost killed this woman um so if you watch the miniseries um there are a lot of common themes in this movie and it's just stuff that literally still reigns true today for black and brown people everywhere things like the chains of police um, the chains of poverty, um, the chains of racism, and the chains of violence and lies by the rich and powerful and the saving of white women. 
especially white women who, you know, cause havoc. Um, so MJ, I want to ask you, so what, what did you think of the mini series? Um, well, I actually, I, I truly did enjoy, no, I wouldn't say enjoy, but it was very informative. Right. Um, I remember when, um, the whole Central Park Five, uh, um, thing happened and, um, it really gave a lot of backstory to exactly what happened to each of the individual boys. Um, so it was very eye-opening. I, I, I still realize that these things still occur. Um, black people, black and brown people still go to jail for nothing. Right. Um, and spend years in jail being accused of things that they have not done. Right. So it's just a, it's just really a reminder of a, a gruesome um, experience that these men actually men or boys well boys because <laughs> they were little they're, kids well they're men now but right. boys um, what they experience so um, I, I I really do think that it is very I think it's very um, it, it was a great thing for Ava to do to um, it, to tell this story of the Central Park Five because. A lot of people don't know about this. Right. Um, they take a lot of things out of the out of the uh, history books. Yep. And they put their own story to it. So right. I think it was great because there are a lot of kids, um, a lot of younger people that don't know the story. Right. So hats off to Ava. She did an excellent job in telling the story of these five young boys. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely it was, just like how MJ said to Echo, um, her complete statement. It, it wasn't great to watch. It was really, really saddening, really disheartening, um, really tough. Cause these were just little boys, like literally like the fact that she allowed them to be human in their stories right. and to showcase, you know, everyday things. Like, you know, one of the boys, he played, I think the, trumpet. the yeah, the trumpet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, he wants to go for the lead trumpet, the, the lead chair. Yes. Um, another boy, he was saying how he wants to go and play professional baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of the other boys, like, they were just trying to, you know, get at females, like young 15, 14, 16-year-old boys do, you know? So it's like she she gave them humanity. She allowed them to be not animals, like how the media portray them. Exactly. And because she showcased their humanity, it was even more heartbreaking because right. literally, like, their day just started like a regular, regular, regular day. Exactly. And it turned into the worst day of their life, mm-hmm. you know? And got pulled into yeah. this whole, um, this whole horrible, uh, horrible episode, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So out of all of the themes that, like, the movie clearly portrays, is there one theme that we as a people are dealing with the most today or, like, a theme that's never really left. Like, you know, again, the movie talks about, you know, police brutality, of course, poverty in the black and brown community, racism, violence, and lies by, you know, rich, powerful people. And, you know, is there any theme that reigns stronger than another or that just never left or that's coming back? Um, well, I, I truly believe that um, racism never left. It, it's right. always there. Um, it, it, you know, people thought that, just because Barack uh, was elected president of the United States, that you know racism dis- didn't exist anymore, that it was defeated somehow. Right. But um, we all know that, um, especially Black and Brown people, know that racism never died, even when Barack was in office. Right. It we still had to deal with it, and um, even more today, I think that it 
shines a light on the president. It shines a light on how just deep, like his racism didn't just start. It's always been it's there. It's always been there. For him to take out what, $85,000 worth of ads to ensure that these children were killed? Exactly. So it just shows now. you that his racism, even though people will say, oh, he was never racist until like just six months ago or two years ago or whatever. That's so not true. He's always been racist. He called for the execution of these five young boys. Um, even when they were proven that they did not do it, right. he still called for the execution of these five young boys. Right. He will not, he, he, he never has said that they, you know, were, were innocent yeah. or, or innocent. So I think that's the, one of the biggest themes that you get out of this particular movie. You see that his racism is deep and him just dog whistling to his base yeah. about, you know, about black people and, yeah. and, 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 and um, brown, brown people mm-hmm. being rapists and murderers and stuff like that. That's not something new. That's something that has always been there. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> sorry to laugh in a, in a, a serious moment. Right. But MJ, she's just over here fucking shit up. So I, I, I'm sorry. It was, it was a little bit comedic relief not on my all. part. Um, anyhow, so with, you know, this whole wake up, you know, all these black millionaires and of course billionaires, um, is the playing field better now? Like, are we better as a people despite all of the racism and the still apparent poverty in the black and brown community? And of course, you know, police brutality still here. I mean, are we better off today as a people? I mean, I think in some aspects we are better off, but in a lot in a lot of the ways we are better off because the disparage, um, the 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 uh, rate between how many people are millionaires as opposed to how many people are poor. Right. There's a big uh, gap. Disparity. Yeah. Dis- big disparity. There's you know there's only a one percent of the of the country that are millionaires or right. billionaires or well off. And then there's all the rest of us right. that are not well off. Um, I'm not now. So is that one percent? Like, I mean, is that also in turn broken down by like black, brown, white as well, or is that just as a whole? Like, what is that? 1%? I think that's as a whole. Um, See, because so, I'm sure that number is so, even smaller so for I black think, and so, brown. So yeah, for for black and brown, I'm sure that it's very much smaller when you get to the top. Of whom, how, who, how many people are actually millionaires and billionaires, and and then it's the rest of the community that tend to be, you know, at poverty level, and then maybe above poverty. So I think that even though um, it, there are, you know, successes that we have made as a people, I think that the the gap between wealthy and poor is extremely huge. You know, so. Yeah. There's so much work to be done, yeah. you know, so much that, you know, the wealthier, the wealthy people still continue to get wealthy while the poor people continue to be poor. So, yeah, definitely. That's just so crazy. Like the fact that like the distribution of wealth is it's still so, so bad, yeah, like literally it's because it's like, how can the poor continue like to get poorer? Like, wow. Yeah. Do you even care? Like, hello, like and for I, the poor to become Poorer, but you get richer. Exactly. Like, do you not see like what is happening? For me, that's definitely a problem. And I know that you know 
the colonizers, they keep telling, you know, our people to get over it. You know, they're saying that, you know, just keep fighting the good fight. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps or whatever. I got here by myself. You got to get here by yourself. But, I mean, are, are we buying this? Are we buying this notion of get over it? I am not buying that bullshit at all. Because, you know, while the colonizers keep telling people to, to get over it and, and do it yourself and keep fighting, they continue to get richer while other people continue to get poorer. So it's not, you know, a lot of the colonizers are people that have been given money, um, that have been given money by their parents, by their grandparents or whatever. And black people, we didn't even get our 50, 50 acres and a mule. 40 acres, 40 acres and, a, and mule. a mule. We didn't even get that. So, you know, I, I think I call bullshit on that right, right. there. You know, um, you know, everybody needs help. And it would have been nice for all of us to start at an even playing field, um, but we weren't. Yep. You know. So yeah. It's because they know what's good. Like let's be oh, for yeah. real. Yeah. Like, it, you know. Like let's. They know. Let's be for real about it. The fact that we're still here, despite all the atrocities, lets you know that they know what's good. Exactly. Because I mean, I don't feel that any other race period could have endured what we as a people have endured, and still, you know, produce. Black millionaires, billionaires. I mean, I mean, we've always been scientists, doctors, mathematicians, um, wonderful like artists, chefs, like athletes. We've always been that. Um, however, we we produce that hope with um, a pristine uh, vengeance, mm-hmm. despite all of the things that we've been through. So they know what's good. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like to to your point, like yeah, the the, the playing field. It, it sucks that it wasn't evened out, but I believe that that is um, one of the main reasons why we're still going through this because I can't remember who said this. I want to say it was, what is his name? What is his name? It, either it was Malcolm or it was uh, Uncle Roland. Uncle Roro, y'all. Oh, Roland no, Martin. No, there we go. No, no. He was all like, white fear equals black. What do you say? White fear equals black, like... I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I have to find that quote. When I find that quote, I'll definitely let you guys know. But I'm just like, what did he say? But to me, that's exactly what's going on right now. Like, literally, white people are scared out of their fucking minds. And that's why we have all of this bullshit happening at, like, a higher rate. Even though we're, like, so many years removed from, like, you know, Jim Crow and slavery and all the, oh, get over it. But it's like, listen, like, we're removed from that apparently by, you know, your word and your standard, but we're still living that because I was scared as fuck right now, you know? Right, right. So, like, with that being said, like I mentioned prior, I am reading Charlemagne the God's book, Shook One, and in his book, he mentions that we as a people have some of the worst PTSD and it's caused by slavery and every other evil thing that has been done to us by a people. But there has been studies, apparently, that say that black people are invulnerable meaning that we don't have the emotional capacity or emotional intelligence to experience traumatic events that cause us daily angst. And here's the thing, like, first off, I call 1000% bullshit on that. Number one, because a damn dog can see someone who beat their ass 
and literally at the sight of them, they can start shaking because they know that this person literally just beat my ass. Exactly. And that's a dog. And we as human beings, as whole as human beings, we're supposed to be dumber than a dog or we have less emotional intelligence and capacity as a dog. So we cannot experience pain. That's why we're allowed to be constantly abused. Man, I smell bullshit. I absolutely, I absolutely smell and call bullshit. Yes. And it's like, as a people, like, what do we do for real? Like, where do we go? Like, how, how do we get better? Like, you know, I feel like so many people have laid out the plan, but we're just not listening. Like, I mean, Nipsey has, Pac has, uh, Biggie did, uh, Jay-Z's doing it right now. Meek is doing it. T.I.'s doing it. Like, I mean, like, why aren't we listening? Why aren't we doing the little part that we can do? Because clearly... They have like, uh, like an insurmountable amount of funds to do what they can do for us as a people. But us in this situation, middle class to just right above poverty to poverty level people, what can we do? I mean, you know, the thing about that is, is that, um, it's 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 very, man, it's just so so crazy how like you know people see. No, they don't see what, yeah, they see what they want to see. Exactly. You know, you know, altered reality. It's an altered reality. They, they, they cut out shit. They say that slavery never happened. Right. They say the Holocaust never happened. Right. They say all this shit never happened. Just so crazy. Which is so crazy to me. It's like, how can you just blank out periods of time? Warped reality. Like when I tell you warped as fuck, like warped reality. This shit never happened. Never ever happened. You know, just like you were telling me, like you were telling me that in the history books, they have, yeah, they have completely wiped out oh, yeah. slavery. Slavery's out of there. It doesn't even right. exist. Slavery's so you know they're there. not teaching about the Central Park Five. Listen. You know they're not teaching about Rodney Listen. King. You Listen. know they're not teaching about Malcolm and Listen, Martin. I watched Amistad in second grade. And when I tell you that shit scarred me, yes, absolutely <laughs> it did. I don't feel that it's necessarily good for children to watch at a young age. But it's something that they should know, know about. about. That it did happen. Yeah, they should have the mental capacity and the knowledge of knowing that racism is real, prejudice is real, injustice yes. is real, and it's being done to these people by these people. So if you're a white person, notice and understand your privilege and be an ally. Or if you're going to be a racist fuck, get out of my fucking face. And then for black people, you need to understand that the war is still on. It it's is. It's never stopped. Just because you're a little bit more comfortable and maybe you're not in the chains on the plantation, you're still in chains in, in respect. Exactly. In your mind. In, your in respect mind. to the workplace and how far you can go up. In mm-hmm. respect to the fact that you can be in the grocery store or freaking any store or whatever, you're going to be followed just because the, the fact that you can literally have a routine traffic stop and be killed. Exactly. Like, I mean, literally, this is real life shit. Exactly. You know? And it's just like, you know, to me, it's just like, it's important for people to, for people to know. Like, that's why I say the Central Park Five story is so important for younger people to know. Because in order to know where you came from, in order for you to go further, you have to, you have to you know where you from. came from. Right. You have to know that. And you have to realize that, you know, I, I, I would imagine it probably won't happen. But white people need to realize that this shit really does cause PTSD. Right. It really does. Like, you know, I, it, it, it causes anxiety. Like you, I know that a lot of white people, you don't understand. 
um, being stopped by the police, but it really does like, and you've not even done anything at all. And, and, and it has happened to me. Like I've been stopped by the police and I am literally shaking because I don't want to die tonight. Listen, tonight, today, today, I don't want to die because you asked me to get my, get my ID and my IDs in my, in my whatever, in my console or whatever in the middle part console. And I reach for it. And you think that for whatever reason you feel threatened, because that's what they always say that, you know, they feel threatened. Right. And, um, you shoot me. You yep. know, and so that really does cause anxiety, and it does. and and that's and and you know, growing up and being, I didn't grow up in the ghetto, but in the hood. But I know that when children or people grow up in a place where all they hear is gunshots, yep. all the time, that causes trauma. It does. It really does. So it's like, I I just you know I think that you know. I, I don't know if they will ever understand because you have to live it in right. order to understand it. Right. But um, it's a real thing. It's a real, it it's a real experience that, you know, that we do happen. Even we do experience because, you know, even though we may not have done anything wrong. Right. When the, you when automatically the, feel like you've done something you, wrong. Exactly. When and the police causes, is behind yeah, you. Yeah. It causes you anxiety to like, where sometimes you can, move fidgety or whatever because you're just truly scared Scared. for your life exactly i don't know i feel like as a people the best thing that we can do is honestly like we have to unite literally they know that if we unite then the game's over that's why there's so many tactics to keep us brainless to keep us divided Mm -hmm. to keep us you know sleep or whatever Mm -hmm. so like i feel like obama he was one of the tactics i love me some president obama i love me some michelle obama but i feel like they gave us a black president so you can shut the fuck up like up now you had one we're not racist as a country get over it or whatever but you know like stop like yeah (laughs) don't play the next president just showed just how exactly our country is exactly and they were waiting on it exactly definitely um i don't know i feel like overall as long as we can organize and truly be together that's going to be what's going to get us over this racial hump because clearly they don't want to have a conversation with us about it. If they wanted to have a conversation about slavery and racism and apologize for it, we would have been given our reparations a long time ago. Exactly. As opposed to the Japanese, as opposed to the Indian, or I'm sorry, not even Indians, Americans, the Native Americans. Of course, exactly. Christopher Columbus, he fucked that up, calling them Indians. Right. But the Native Americans, so we would have been given our reparations as well. But in the words of the great Kendrick Lamar, we all know that we are going to be all right. So guys, coming up next, we're going to be talking about a new segment that we have on the show. So definitely. (laughs) I can't wait. Stay tuned for that, guys. (sighs) Can't wait to discuss. Alright guys, so we are back. We are back. And like I said, we have a brand new segment that we're going to introduce to you guys on the show. And so, we have the segment that's called... 
rightfully so, <laughs> mayo mischief. Yes. And so when I say mayo mischief, this is just a new se- segment, excuse me, where we discuss the unbelievable yet completely believable things that white people do. Oh my God. So for our first segment, Unbelievable. yes. So for our first segment of Mayo Mischief, Mayo, 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 <laughs> as in Mayo, my, these damn white people. Okay, no, but for real, Mayo. <laughs> oh my so Mayo Mischief, our first segment, we have to highlight two things that white people have done this past week that is unbelievable, but yet completely believable. Oh my God. So first we have to talk about the white English teacher who oh tweeted Trump God. about being, or about having illegal immigrants who attended her high school that she taught at. Oh so this God. happened in Fort Worth, Texas um, at I guess Amon, Amon, I don't know, Amon Carter Riverside High School in Fort Worth. Um, and, you oh, know. Oh, God, it was here. Yeah, it was in Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, in Fort Worth, Texas. So this mischievous mayonnaise person, um, Mrs. Georgia Clark, said that she thought that she was DMing the president, but in actuality, <laughs> she wasn't DMing. Her dumbass, she tweeted the whole damn thing <laughs> to the whole world so the whole world could see that she was trying to look like a damn snitch on, you know, the internet and tell on the fact that there may be illegal immigrants in her school. Looking like a damn snitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she was immediately fired. Um, <laughs> like, literally immediately fired. Um, the school board, um, mm-hmm. they apparently voted on it and it was eight to zero. They all were like, yeah, bro, you need to be fired. We don't need this type of problem right now or whatever. And my thing is, why must you constantly insert Yourself insertion, in insertion, insertion? That has nothing to why? do with your bitch ass. Like you have no idea the <sighs> lengths that these people have came to get to this country. Number one. Number two, you have no idea the situation of why they escaped to come to this country. This is the problem about white folks. Literally, you're in your own delusional reality. You have to have sympathy and truly be able to empathize with somebody else who's not a white ass person you know like it's okay to sympathize with somebody who is darker hued than you oh it's okay God. to have real ass discussions you don't know what's going on in the country that these people are fleeing from and america they have a freaking policy where give me your weary blah 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 bullshit or whatever so why am i not allowed to come here I understand there's proper ways to get into the country, but the fact that this narrative is being pushed that they're all drug dealers, rapists, thieves, they're trying to like hurt people. Like, of course, like there's individual cases, but as like a whole, no. It's just funny that, you know, there are ways to, there are, you know, quote unquote proper ways to come into the country. Right. When. You came into the country and you stole listen, and took everything. Listen, literally came here, pillaged, freaking raped, raped like freaking ransacked this whole freaking, yeah, your name is not Native American. You're an Indian, Indian bruh. Right. You're an Indian. And on top of that, your name isn't whatever your name is. You're actually going to be Billy, Billy Freeland. That's your name now. Exactly. And it's like, bruh, that's not my name. No, that's your name now. And it's right. like. Okay, and then you don't like me, so you kill me, enslave me, or you give me measles, chicken pox, more, what have you. Like, come on now. Like, come on. But is a proper way to get into the country? Got it. So, second part, I got to talk about Scott Peterson. And if you don't know who Scott Peterson is, he was one of the officers who was supposed to protect those little kids who were turned into victims of the Parkland shooting. 
So when the shooting was going on, he was caught on camera standing post outside. He refused to enter the scene instead of acting like a police officer should to protect and serve. So right now he's apparently faced the felony charges and possibly 100 years in prison. <laughs> MJ, I got to hear your thoughts. Like, I, what, I, what? Wanna, I, I hate to laugh about this. But, right. Because but it's my, sad still. But, but my thing is like this. Okay. Damn, it took you all a long time to do charges on this dude. First off. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Second of all. There are whole police people that are out there killing black men and women, brown men and women all the time. They don't get a lick of no charges against them. They get a lick of no prison time. Yet you want to charge this man who was scared. It's apparent. He was scared. He was scared to go in there because he thought that his life was in danger. Right. Like, I understand he's a police and that's what they're supposed to do, but he's a human first. Right. So it's just like... um, I, I just don't get it. it it's just it, it's just beyond me. So I, it what this really really just tells me is that black that black men and women children or whatever are lesser than white children men or women. Because right. You're you're going to you know charge this person who was supposed to go into the and it was his job to do that. Right. But. He was scared. He was, yeah. You know, it was just him. And it was somebody with a semi-automatic and he didn't know how many guns that this person had. Right. So it just floors me and blows my mind that you're charging someone who was scared. 100 years, possibly. 100 years, yeah. actually. Like, it's just unbelievable to me. It's just like, I when I heard about it, I was like, first off, I was like, this happened like... This happened a while ago. It did. So he was chilling. So y'all took y'all time on this. Mm -hmm. And now you want to charge this man because he was scared. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, whatever, you know. But, you know, whatever, you know. Whole whole black and brown people are getting killed by police and nothing happened. So it's just kind of crazy to me. Yep. So that was our first segment of Mayonnaise Mischief. (laughs) So definitely this was brought... To you by your favorite mayonnaise person, whomever that may be. I'm sure you have one in your life. So definitely that's coming up more and more on our following episodes. You already know. So now, of course, we want to get into Random Realness, which was our newest segment. But now that we have mayonnaise mischief, um, it's now, um, you know, just another segment on the show. Basically, it's just a moment where we just ask random questions and you give your immediate answer so you can get the realest shit in a second just like that no bullshit all bullshit aside so here we go if you could create any app what would it be and why i mean why would i tell you what app i would create people gonna take it and anybody about to take your damn app if you, you could know, create any app what would you create and why if i could create any app i would create an app where hold up i'm taking notes go ahead see you see what i'm saying <laughs> i ain't telling you shit all right man well if i had to create an app I would create an app that would let me know when someone is being fake or they're on some bullshit. Like, it would go like, danger, 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 you're too close to the bullshit. Or, bullshit is within 100 feet of your surroundings. (laughs) Bullshit is in 100 feet of your surroundings. Like, you know, something like that. So I can understand that, okay, yeah, you about to be on some bullshit, ain't you? You know, I don't even have to, like, know. I don't have to read too much into it. It just automatically tells me that, you know, like, bullshit is approaching. Be alert. Bullshit is approaching. Wow. Be alert. So that is my app. Mm. 
So next question is, if you had a day with anyone famous, alive, or dead, who would it be? Beyonce. Really? Yeah. And why? Well, you know, she's one of my favorite entertainers, and, you know, I think it would be cool to kick it with her. You You think she'd be cool? I think so. I think she's real hood. You know, oh no, she is real hood. She'd be like, Look, MJ, exactly. Let me tell you about exactly. You know, <laughs> her voice is lower sauce, than that, though. Her voice is way lower. MJ, look, <laughs> when I caught Hova cheating, I was like, What the fuck? How you gonna cheat on me? I'm Beyonce. Be, I, I think I'm Beyonce. I would be very starstruck, but I would love to kick it with her because I think that she you don't want to hang out with Solange. No, I'm good. But damn, you don't want to hang out with Solange, man. That sucks. If Beyonce's gonna be there, yeah, sure. Okay, what if Beyonce had to step out and she left you with some lunch for the <sighs> afternoon? Whatever. Anyway, what about you? Well, me, I definitely want to kick it with the Messiah because I just gotta know. Look, Messiah, Jesus, you know, like first off, not well, whatever, whatever you call him, Messiah, was it worth it? Because the world's tripping right now, and the you had to, tripping. and you had to endure, like you had to endure. Yeah. So, was it worth it? That's that's the main thing I want to know. So, next question is, what first world problem do you have? First world problem that mm-hmm. I have? That you have. World, what's a world problem? Your first world problem, as in, this is the first world, we're not in poverty, like a third world country. You know, they have different problems than a first world country, sweetheart. Do I need to further break it down for you? Well, I think that the first world problem that I have is cigarette smoke. Why are y'all people still smoking cigarettes? True. You know, it's a nasty habit. And cigarette smoke smells horrendous. Horrendous. Like gross. And not only are you, you know, tainting and poisoning your air, but you're also tainting and poisoning mine. Listen. and And anybody else around me. Exactly. And like that, I'll give you a whop. Right, because I gotta fight your ass. Exactly. I don't, I don't like cigarette smoke at all either. Right. So I'm right there with you. What about um, you? For me, it's definitely changing the toilet paper roll. For whatever oh reason, that God. is like such a chore for me. I'm just like, yo, like who finished the toilet paper this time? Who, who, who didn't change the roll? Now I gotta change the roll. Really? And I'm sitting there and I'm about to grab it, you know, wipe my, you know, areas, and then I, you know, go to the toilet paper roll. Ain't no toilet paper there, and I'm just like, who's finished it? All these asses. You know, oh using all Lord. the damn toilet paper Seriously? and not changing it accordingly. So for me, that's my first world problem. Wow. And if honestly, if that's my worst problem, I'm doing damn well. But it still pisses me off. Oh, Last question, guys. So would you rather go back to age five with everything that you know now or know right now everything that you will have for your future self? Um, know right now everything that I have for my future self. Huh, and why is that? Because if you know, if you have knowledge of the future, Mm -hmm. you could do so much, Mm -hmm. you know? You can change turns of events, you know? So I think that would be the best, the best course of action. But also, if you go back to being five years old, knowing what you know now, this that is kind of technically the future too. Because I mean, you're here right now. You go back into the uh, or go back into the past. Sorry, and you're five years old or whatever. Now you're technically, you know, you looked into you're your future genius, already. Huh? Yeah, you're a super genius. You're like, okay, yes. I take my answer back. 
five everything I know now. Because listen, I I I'd, I'd be I'd be on some freaking uh Back to the Future type shit. I'll be betting on games. I'll be setting up companies. Exactly. I'll be taking all oh, the damn yeah, ideas. I'll be doing all of that. Like Instagram will be me. Instagram right. will be me. I invented Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like yeah. I found Cardi B. I found Beyonce. Exactly. Well, hold on. When I was five, yeah, I found a Beyonce. Like I, I did. I'm now Jay Z because I married Beyonce instead. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's what I would do. So yeah, that was our segment of Random Runners. We hope that you enjoyed it. And now we're coming to the part where MJ she graces us with the quote of the week. MJ, please take us away. And as I've done for the past few weeks, we're going to do another Nipsey Hustle quote. Okay. And Nipsey says, the company you keep has a large influence on the situations you bring to yourself. So whatever direction motherfuckers are heading in, whether it's rap music production or a nine to five life, whatever it is, you got to surround yourself with people that's like-minded and focused on the same goal you're focused on. Birds of a feather flock together. Man, listen, I ain't never seen no bird that had a different feather <laughs> flock with something else. You know, like, like me personally, like, you Seriously? know, I'm no zoologist. Oh, oh my God. You know, I don't know all the different, you know, <laughs> specifics of the birds and whatnot. Oh but me personally, with, with my eyes, I always see the same birds. They be doing the same, same shit together. Right. You know? And they got the same feathers. And they got the same feathers. Exactly. Like, listen, that's so deep. Thank you, MJ, for gracing us with that wonderful Nipsey Hustle quote. Definitely, the marathon continues. We haven't forgotten about his legacy and his life, and we're going to make sure that we continue it as well on our end. We hope that you guys enjoy this show. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, guys. Episode number 38. Our audience is growing every day. We appreciate y'all for listening. Yes, tell a friend. Yes, and tell a friend tell a friend who knows somebody to tell, tell five fr- friends. Exactly. And then exactly. 20 friends. Right, And right, then 30 right. friends. Exactly. You know, we have listeners here in the States, the U.K., we have, um, I mean, just like all over the place now, yeah, guys. Sprinkled all over the, the you know, globe. You know, here's a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle there. Right. So, overall, guys, we appreciate you. We love yes. you guys. And, you know, everything that's going on in this world is exceptionally, um, it's crazy. But at the end of the day, we're here to sift through it all and just let you know that everything is indeed bullshit. And like that, guys, we're out. We're out. The marathon motherfucking continues. <laughs>